time for one hour of doom with Ravenclaw and Juniper. interface yeah uh mm. it's like lagging because i have a bunch of shit open hold on oh good i'm glad that you decided to leave a bunch of shit open before recording a podcast this I'm needs to be cut out thing. this is so bad this needs to be cut out all right this... and i'm back okay my audio my <clears throat> interface got fucked up so we had to there's probably like a little break in the in the audio but that's cool I mean, you say it's cool. I say it's a goddamn disgrace, but we have difference of opinion, and that's okay. Yeah. That you made a really foolish mistake, and I know. it's kind of pathetic. Holy shit, it's pathetic, dude. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're back, but I don't know how we're ever going to recover from that. Anyways, whew. it's the one hour of Doom. Welcome back. I'm Ravenclaw, and I've also joined with, what's his name? Juniper. Man. But yeah, so here's the other thing. Um, I fucked up today, Juniper. You know what I tried what, to do? What did you try to do? I tried to make fish and chips with you salmon. Bastard. I Oh my god, dude. I already know how it came out. I'll tell you how Sam- it came out. It fell apart a lot. Uh-huh. So instead of like nicely formed nuggets of fried fish, it just became this like battered spider pterodactyl creature. What um, did you did you batter it? Yeah, no, I've I've got good batter, but okay. it doesn't matter that the batter was good because it was just really bad for this type of dish. I should have just done my old faithful, but it was goddamn horrible. And you have to realize, like, when you if you make something and it sucks, like, just think to yourself, like, maybe that's why this doesn't even exist anywhere. That's what I should have thought, because, yeah, that's exactly it. There's no there was no chef guidance on that. They no one. You know, there wasn't even like a wacky recipe when I Googled it, like, try this wacky, you know, fucking different type of fish. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. And you know what actually else I found out, which was very heartbreaking? What? You know uh, Cheetos, Flamin' Hot Cheetos? Oh, yeah. I thought, oh, those are probably going to be considered good for, like, making, you know, cool Mountain Dew chugging food, right? But no, uh, apparently the cornmeal used in it is already cooked. So if you, you know, try to bread it, use it as a breading or just to augment anything and you're cooking it, you're just overcooking the flaming hot Cheetos and it tastes like asshole. So that's, that, so those, those are two disappointing things. And it really just comes down to, I'm cooking more than I normally do because of the current event. Hmm. You know, 
And I've had some winners, but I've had some effing failures, and tonight was a triple failure. And I'm then I go outside, and I see all the trash strewn across my yard, and I'm like, man, I'm a failure of life. I'm glad you're cooking more because I went out today for the first time in, like, a couple weeks, and I did not realize, like, fucking Wendy's and Burger King would be packed with people. Like, I was just on my way to the grocery store, mm-hmm. but... Like, these fucking animals just, like, packing into these places. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was, like, just the drive-thru or whatever. I just, but there were a lot of people out. And uh, uh, it just kind of pisses me off. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm just confused. I'm confused by it because, okay, the average Wendy's worker doesn't give a shit. And when I say that, I say that with the most, the highest level of respect. Because if I worked at Wendy's... I wouldn't give a shit. Wendy's doesn't pay enough to give a shit. And it's not like other companies where, oh, you start in the mailroom and you'll work your way up. The best situation you'll have is being an assistant manager of a Wendy's. And an assistant manager of a Wendy's makes very poor money as well, is hated by everyone on everywhere in the world. I don't (laughs) agree with it. They should be respected. They should be loved. I like a good Wendy's, but... Dude, I worked so, at Fleming's and no one and some people didn't give a shit. Like it, it's it's just the restaurant industry. There are there are people who really enjoy what they do, but a lot of them really really don't, and they're just sort of doing it because they have to make money. And it's unfortunate. Well, and both but, sides treat each other shitty. The employer treats the the workers super shitty by underpaying extremely. You know, even just to exist somewhere. If you're going to tell me to exist somewhere and paying, you know, minimum wage, that is a very tough deal. A lot of people have to do that. But, yeah, exactly. These, when these restaurants, like, somewhere like Fleming. So people may not know, Fleming's is an upscale type of steak place, right? That's yeah, how like you celebrities it. go there. Yeah. Yeah, like the guy who, what was it, the CEO of Avid... The music company, oh, you did, met did him there Paul, or something? <laughs> I got Paul Simon's autograph there. Yeah, there you go. And even then, to me, I just subtract the restaurant industry corner skipping that would happen anywhere. And I'm like, okay, somewhere like Fleming's is probably like acceptable with their health standards. Yeah, no, Any- it, it's, it's, it's good. It's just It's just like in terms of the level of stress like like working in a place like that isn't just like more even though it's more upscale and it's like fancier and everything it's it's not like any less stressful to work at than some fast food place it's like it's all just you're you're serving the public and it just sort of like you know it just drains you because the public is literally the worst out of all people yeah, and if you're I a member if, of the public, get that fuck out of my face because you are the worst member of the public. I don't know who who do you think is worse to serve in the like. Do you think like um, just like that really poor people, average you know just average people, or like upper like middle upper class to like super upper class people? Like who do you think is the worst? Like when it comes to like customer service. I mean, in my opinion, it's poor people who don't work. So, for example, you know. 
I worked at Best Buy at one point, and you know, it was in a area of the state that it was not as wealthy, and so there would be lower income people there. But a lot of the people, you know, honest working people, they were going in there and they were like pumped because it took them a while to save up. They're buying something cool and fun for them. You know, the biggest one I remember would be a lot of dads that are just wanting a nice big TV for the game and they're just pumped and they're, you know, they're hardworking guys. They want to spend some of their money or women or all kinds. Um, I only say guys because it was overwhelmingly dads that were buying TVs, it seemed. Hmm. to me at the time anyways but yeah people that poor people who don't have a job i think they're they've got both the lack of understanding of what it is like to be a worker and then also the and the lack of respect because they can't see what it would be like in those shoes and also just the survival instinct of i need to not tip people i need to get as much free food as i can etc and that's just what I, in my opinion, those are the, the worst. You know, the, I think the values, like basic, I mean, just the experience of not knowing what it's like to bust your ass. I saw that so much among like, uh, like super rich people. And, you know, it just, it, it's like, I feel like, you know, on both sides of the spectrum, that's exactly what you see. It's just people who, have absolutely like no desire to sort of take any shit from anybody and it's you know i don't know it's it's uh it kind of fucking sucks yeah i i don't know why it's it's i mean i think it ultimately boils down to not being that profitable of an industry so they can't pay people as much as other industries because it cuts into their profit and i think unfortunately in you know our country how much you are paid for a job or perceived to make for a job tends to be how a lot of people value and it's just kind of stupid and backwards and i mean we're really seeing it now obviously with the coronavirus because a lot of healthcare workers especially you know not everyone's a uh resident surgeon you know a lot of people of all kinds of walks of the healthcare really are truly underpaid for what they're being exposed to, you know, how mean people treat them because a lot of times you're in the hospital, it's probably one of the worst days of your life or you're in pain or something. You're not going to be nice to be around. Yeah. And, you know, we, we're, we're seeing that. But, yeah, going back to the food and, and going back to Wendy's, to me it's like do you really trust the food that these people are going to serve you when they're being shit on by the public they're being no, shit on dude. by their employers' wages. It's like, no, I, I don't, especially now. Dude, my like, wife worked at Chips for like a week. And in that week, she saw someone drop a plate of eggs, like fucking scrambled eggs on the floor, pick it up and put it on the plate and say, five second rule. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding. Like, that's. And Chips is, like, Chips is a higher end, okay, not higher end, but it's a higher end, low end place. You know, I've when I went there one time because there's a few where I am too. They have their waffles have a chips logo on it. Okay, that's how much of a big deal they are. They've got their shit together enough that they can standardize their waffles, and they're still doing shit like that. And yeah, right now, like... they have Corona's freaks on them. 
they uh when she was working there like another thing that happened in the same week um <laughs> the the owner of that location showed up in a lamborghini and i i don't even know like what their like interaction was but um then like a little while after she quit uh they sent her a letter saying like do you want to participate in this lawsuit or something because there was i think there was some lawsuit against chips or that location or something something had to do with like underpaying employees or or whatever it was but uh yeah it's a lot of those places are really sketchy you would think too okay you're you're the super rich guy owner dude buy a piece of crap to drive into your store for the five times a year that you actually bother to show up to your store and you know strut your stuff around as the owner why do you want everyone to know you have a Lambo, dude? Take the Hon- the rusted Honda Civic that your spoiled brat little 16-year-old, you know, turned up his nose at. Take that in for the five times, then keep it in your garage, your, you know, Jay Leno garage, and then that's it. I've never yeah. understood that. I worked at a place, obviously people were paid a little bit more because it was IT, but still the um, one of the CEO CTO type people would have occasionally come into the office and he also had a hot car. Um, I think it was a Porsche 911 and he uh-huh. would drive in. Right. And then I <clears throat> will never forget this. My coworker, uh, you know, went up to him cause he was just in the break room and he said, Hey, that's a nice car. And then this guy said, Oh yep. Now saved up a lot of pennies for that. No, you didn't, you piece of human garbage. You did not save up any pennies, okay? You're a millionaire, okay? You own, like, 50% of this company that has, like, $50 million in revenue a year. You're a millionaire. You didn't, you didn't even think about that car. You he just probably doesn't like, even know how much money he has. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's got a team of accountants that worry about that shit. All they do is make sure that a Porsche 911 shows up when he wants to drive one. So when he said that to us, it was just like, you fucking, you know, he couldn't even own it. He couldn't even own that. He was just like, yeah, man. Well, you know, I'm the fucking boss. So fuck yeah. you, you piece of shit. That. Mm, mm. See Good fucking rich people. Oh my God. There was this guy who used to come into Fleming's every, every week. And, <clears throat> um, I won't say his name because he is like super well known, but um, he he has he's super rich because he has this patent for like this little piece of plastic that you use to make something like it's just something like that, and he makes millions of dollars off of it. And every time he would come in, he w- what'd you say? I just said a widget. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, he just like he owns the patent to some like stupid little piece of plastic, and he's a multimillionaire and. Um, he basically would come in every weekend and he would show up. It didn't matter if he was with like two people or with fucking 15 people. He would come in like a stretch Cadillac limo and like he would fucking give everybody in the restaurant $20. And like it was just, it was like Goodfellas, dude. Like it was, <laughs> and, and that guy was such a hard, he, he was cool as fuck and he worked so hard. And you can tell, like, when you talk to certain people, you can tell, like, they're the ones that are, you know, they, they are rich, but they earn it. But then there are 
sometimes their fucking spouses or their kids, they would be the shitty ones because they're not doing shit and they're just basically set for life. Um, and they would they would fucking make a scene in the restaurant and try to take advantage I mean, of people. From day one, their whole perspective of life is twisted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like they're just born into that. Yeah, like I mean, I've had a uh, a boss, well, CEO of a small company that was like that, where he was a millionaire too, but he still had some touch with reality. Like he liked to do all of the landscaping at his mansion, and I mean, they would talk about it as if I'm supposed to be so impressed, like, oh my god, you do. But I guess when you think about the insanely wealthy, most of them probably are like, fuck that, I'm getting a bunch of day laborers to do that, and then. That's that's that for them. So it's hard. It's always, you know, I can't say fuck the rich because there are, you know, brilliant slash hardworking people that have a bit of luck, but mostly hard work, get their shit done. And then there's just people who are born into it with such a level where they I don't blame them, though, because you if you're like raised to be a little shithead that is better than everyone because you have money, you're going to be that way. Yes. It's the way I feel about uh, Ingve Momstein, the guitarist. He is oh. just so good at guitar that you have, you know, decades of drunk idiots saying you're the best person in the world at guitar. You're probably going to just think, yeah, I'm, I am the best fucking person at guitar. And that's why he'll play, you know, small venues and then have a hissy fit because, what, this isn't the biggest venue from the 80s anymore? And he just can't compute because he's just, he's been marinating in the uh marinating and the over indulgence the over whatever you want to call it i don't think he's that good i think I oh yeah th- i mean i don't <laughs> think he is I, no 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 no. don't get me wrong i don't think he is but he is one of the most lauded in terms of where people say he's effing amazing oh yeah i mean he's yeah he's definitely a legend like I, i'll give him that like I, I used to be obsessed with him when i was a kid, but I kind of grew out of it, to be honest. It's just, it, it just, oh, I don't know. Not my style, but. I mean, if I say someone's very mediocre at guitar, I, I'll say, oh, he's no Ingve Malmsteen. I might also say he's no Steve Vai, but I like no Ingve Malmsteen because it is a fun name to say. Well, Ingve guitar, guitar was just <laughs> more popular, like, 20, 30 years ago. Like, it, there are still, like, amazing, incredible shredders out there like um uh you know this australian dude Pliny or Pliny I don't I don't know how to pronounce his name but yeah, I listen yeah. to him a lot and there there's like a new wave of these shredders but like uh the old one like Ingve was great back in the day but I feel like he's just sort of worn out as welcome I don't know I just can't listen well, to I him. think people realize that they can practice too you know, like in the 80s, I think too many of the glam rock guys were just trying to get chicks and like do blow and tease their hair. So they, yeah, like, yeah. how do you have time to practice guitar, dude? You can't do a minor scale while you're fucking teasing your hair. It's, there's too many notes, you know? I mean, there's only seven, but you're playing them really fast. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people just realize, oh, wait, you can practice shit. And then, I mean, I feel like we're back in the golden age of guitar again because with YouTube, there's reason for bedroom shredders to do shit. Cause I remember, yeah. you know, like 20 years ago, if you're a bedroom shredder, okay, you might, that was still early internet. You may have been able to put up some recordings, but 
most bedroom shredders, especially in the 90s, you might get on some corny little record label like Shrapnel. But if you weren't, you were just going to be like an unknown dude who like lives with his dying grandma and like, you know, takes out the dog and then spends the rest of the day shredding for 12 hours. And I think now with the videos, it's like they have a purpose. Even if you get 100 views on that video, that's still way more views than you ever would have gotten. You know, if you were like shittier than Ingve Malmsteen in the 80s and you didn't have, you know, like a Keith Richards, not Keith Richards, screw, I fucked Keith Richards, the Van Halen guy. Not Sammy Hagar, why am I? David Lee Roth. Yeah, Eddie Van Halen, David Lee Roth. Yeah, I mean, David Lee Roth got more chicks, I think, but. I mean, I think they all got chicks just because that's that's why Van Halen exists to get chicks. Well, think about think about what makes anybody popular. It's like shot anything on YouTube. You you see like a ten year old just shredding harder than anybody, and it's like it's like half of it is like shock value. Half of it is like I don't know. I feel like there's just a different way of getting known these days, and I agree. And what I was going to say is I think a lot of it, there's almost nothing interesting now. Like I've, we've already seen, you know, dozens of extremely attractive women who are also not just good at guitar for a girl, but are legitimately amazing guitarists, you know, uh, or, or Yanthi was one from a while back or however you say her name, but mm-hmm. that chick who, she had some kind of corny pop songs, but she played with Steve I. That's just an example that comes to mind. But legitimately, she's good at guitar, really good at guitar, period. And I think so. It's like, what else is shocking? You know, I've, I've seen like, you know, Japanese dudes dressed up as like maids, you know, like with cat ears, shredding. Yeah. Like, you know, super like 500 pound dudes who just like, you know, are better than Sean Lane and fatter than Sean Lane. And then, yeah, all these little kids, dude, who, like, you know, Metallica was, like, their first week of guitar lessons was was Metallica. Versus yeah, yeah. I remember, like, when I, I mean, you may not even remember this, but I tried to play guitar for a year. I did lessons, but I just sucked. And, like, doing a couple Metallica riffs was, like, when I thought, oh, man, I'm starting to get good, you know? And I, I felt like I was the man, and that's, like, what, you know seven-year-olds do for their first lesson and then i do think the bar is just it's going far too insane in in a good way and uh i really do think this next month with all the people home especially younger kids you know i mean think about high school kids they're home and unlike the little kids who are just gonna have tantrums and piss their pants and play Fortnite, you know like the high school kids might actually do some cool shit right now because they basically have no school until September. That's kind of nuts. I'm freaking jealous. Think about it. Five months where you're not going to have to work. Especially, I mean, some people are going to have to work. But if you're like probably a middle class kid or more, your parents are going to probably say, oh, you don't have to work this summer, sweetie, because of, of the virus. That's my just assumption. I don't really know what the world of parenting is like or what people are doing. But I feel like this next five months is going to breed the new Steve Vai's, Joe Satriani's, Pliny or whatever the <coughs> frick you want to call that kid. But 
yeah, you know, I I think we're reaching critical mass where there's just too many. So, so that's why Ingve Momsen is just hilarious because, dude, the world passed you by, buddy. And eats. Like, you know what? The virus is going to take a lot of his fans because those fuckers have to be like sixty now. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, we're probably the, whole... the last. Sorry to interrupt you, but we're probably the last two people that even know who Ingve Momsen is who are not under who are not over 40 and that's kind of an exaggeration but i think you get my point yeah i i mean i don't know who like like if i were if i were in high school right now and i were you know a few years into playing guitar i don't know who i would really be into i might be into the same exact music who knows i, I don't know but um i feel like the first like couple years you play guitar that's when you discover a lot of these shredders um, because you, all you want to do is, is you want to play fast and you want to play like better qu air quotes than anybody else. And Ingve sort of like fits that category of like some guy you can really like, holy shit, how the fuck does he do that? Oh, my God. Um, and then when you develop your your taste later on, you start to understand like music's more about how it makes you feel rather than how impressive you can be by doing something. It's You know what I mean? It's. I feel like that's why a lot of people sort of grow out of that style. It's because, um, I don't I mean, know. You realize just... no one gives a shit except, you know, the guy who's slightly better than you and slightly worse than you and views you as yeah. competition. No one else gives a shit. And most of the time it sounds like asshole, too. And that's yeah. the thing with a lot of shredding playing, and I'm guilty of it just as much as anyone. But... I mean, you can play a lot of notes fast, but if you really like slowed it down to a metronome, it would just sound like, you know? Yeah. You're impressed because you just have a stream of notes together, but. But going back to the YouTube thing, the, um, the music scene now is like, I feel like, remember how awesome it was like mid mid 2000 like 2000 to like 2007 i feel like the hardcore scene especially in like connecticut was just really awesome it was fun to be a part of but i feel like that was such a big thing because in order to find like in order in order to even see cool bands like there wasn't all this like not everybody had an iphone back then like you couldn't just go on youtube and see it you had to actually go and watch it so I feel like we caught the tail end of the music scene where like you that that was like a thing. I I feel like now anybody can just find anything on YouTube and that's just sort of good enough for most people. Yeah, well what I wonder is like do you know younger people like teenagers and stuff do they actually give that much of a shit about like not just the local band scene, but even bigger bands and seeing them, do they actually give that much of a shit? Because to me, it's like there's just 20 other things that's more interesting versus we had maybe only four things that were more interesting. You know, there's always going to be like, man, I want to go hang out with girls or guys. You know, man, I want to fucking play video games and, you know, that kind of shit. But like now there's just... You know, I feel like people. there's probably more people that are into TikTok, and that's their main music consumption, are these little, like, 20-second bites of music all the time repeated. 
because when you think about it too, pop music is really 30 seconds that people really like repeated five or six times and then the song ends. So TikTok is basically just like, listen, just listen to the part that you like. We'll have a wide range of people shaking their booty to it, doing corny little skits to it, and that's it. That's how I feel. I feel like TikTok is what the new music scene is. And so I feel like a lot of these venues that are going to be screwed by this corona thing because all the tours are getting canceled, I think there's going to be a halving of the amount of shows that happen. And in a way, it's good because I don't think the infrastructure for having live shows really make, and the financials of it really make a lot of sense because it's just, you're, you have five to 10 people, you know, risking their life, even in it, you know, even if you're a million dollar artist, you're still in a tour bus. I mean, even you ever think about that? Like the most popular artist has to sit in a tour bus, which is really not much better than what a bunch of seniors, you know, going on like a trip to the museum card into. You know, like Rihanna goes into a tour bus and she's not, but in theory, she could be sitting in the same chair that grandpa just started in last week dude, when he was going goes. to the adventure park. I don't think she goes on a tour bus, dude. When I, I, I've watched so many, uh, like, obviously I'm obsessed with uh, like Metallica and I've seen them twice. And when you go to see those shows, you realize like there, this is a, like a corporate, this is a corporate company like it's not just a band anymore like this is oh yeah don't they fly dude i i've heard that like i mean obviously they're there because they do like meet and greets which are fucking like twenty five hundred dollars a person anyway but um i've heard they like pretty much i mean they must have like a hundred two hundred people working at all times you know trying to set up um the stage and do all the shit and they have like fucking catering and like even documentaries from 20 25 years ago i mean i think they just literally fly in get off the plane practically go right there and play and then off to the next city i don't i don't think they're just roughing it on a tour bus anymore that would that just is so unlikely um but people who are you know like like when i went to see devin townsend in boston um i mean he had a tour bus like it's i know snoop dogg had a tour bus and that's the thing i never realized it but the tour bus is actually the high-end shit because, like, one of those costs at least $1,000 a day to run. And this is, like, you know, a not, probably like Devin Townsend's tour bus is $1,000 a day. But if you think about it, okay, 1,000 people need to go to your show. If you make a dollar per ticket, then you've paid for just the tour bus. Now, maybe the band makes more than a dollar. But financially, I feel like Devin Townsend's level of touring is the minimum most people really could do to be doing it, having it be a viable career. And way more people than Devin Townsend level try to make it some kind of career. And it's really just a joke. All right, so let's, just let's, get them out. let's map this out right now. Okay, so, so let's, let's, compare, let's compare like a Devin Townsend show to a Metallica show. So, so Devin Townsend, when I went, tickets were $30 and I saw him at Paradise Rock Club, which is how many heads like like five to 700, maybe like 800 people. I don't know. Yeah. So like 30, we'll do like times 700. Okay. So uh, that's like 21 grand um, in just tickets. And then merch, I don't know, factor in like another, 
five grand for merch. And then another, and there's two like, other bands with him. And there's two other bands with him, right? <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so he's probably bringing in like, I don't know. He he'll probably take like ten or fifteen grand, um, maybe a little more for his band. And his band, he has to pay the band, which are all high end musicians. And um, so, I mean. The the bus is doable, but it's still, I don't know, it's still a lot of money, even for someone like him, but compare that to a Metallica show. So when I saw them, my ticket was, I don't know, $130, and then times times that by however many people, 15000 So let me um, ask you, at a Metallica show, yeah. I'm kind of curious, what is the audience like? Because, you know, when we saw Judas Priest and Black Sabbath, for example... That we saw way more bikers, you know, mm-hmm. biker dudes, truckers, you know, like just sweaty moms that smoke five packs of cigarettes a day, you yeah. know, versus Metallica, I feel would just have a lot of normal ass people. And then a few guys who just like didn't get the memo that new metal has come out since Metallica. Yeah, yeah. And that are just Metallica freaks. That's how I envision it. No, dude, it's still it's still pretty crazy. Like if <laughs> you, it's 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 still a lot like if you watch videos of the the old days. It's um a lot of those people from those days are still there. Like I'd say probably like at least half of the audience are like old fans. You know, this <laughs> is probably like their fifteenth time seeing them. Um, but yeah, I see a lot of much older people, and I see a lot of much younger people. Like you know, 12 year olds, even younger than that in the front row. Um, and in terms of like how hard they party, like I dude, I, the, there's nothing like the parking lot at one of those shows. Like they, the, the party you know starts what drives, at like, what I don't understand people. So if you're getting drunk as F, right, you are just telling your body, okay, I need to like piss and shit like crazy tonight. And then you're going to go into a building with, Tens of thousands of people, and the worst bathroom situation. Oh my god! I just wonder what happens to people that get really like drunk at a show because I have never done that. I've oh, you know. Oh, dude, I, I saw it. it was, so, the first time I went to take a piss at the show, like, do they just I, shit themselves and then just <laughs> give the metal the horns? Yeah, shit my pants. <laughs> I mean, kind of close to that. I I saw a dude. So this was actually before the show. I saw a dude passed out on his knees with his fucking arm, his head leaning into a urinal. Wow. Because he was just passed out puking into a urinal with his fucking face probably like leaning up against the urinal cake. And uh, this, I saw this girl just fucking get sick and throw up on a fucking es- escalator like going in the fucking squishing in between the steps as it went through the it, it was yeah dude they go pretty fucking hard there and uh it's uh it's a really really good time but um i i stopped drinking before i ever saw them the first time otherwise i would have just probably blacked out like everybody else <laughs> Okay, that completely unrelated, but you know what I saw at a Dream Theater show one time? What? So Dream Theater, different crowd, right? Of course, it's, you know, 
it's guys who probably work in IT or as accountants, uh, and you know they're a little bit metal, but they're a little bit proud. But anyways, uh, it was in the bathroom, and this guy, he's going to the urinal, right? He puts his hands on his waist. You know, he's got his head not even looking at the urinal. It's just kind of floating up, looking at the wall, kind of. And then he just fires away, and he completely misses the urinal. So I just walked in, and I just saw a stream of urine hitting the wall and then spreading out into a puddle, and a puddle that was so expansive that if you were to, like, try to use the urinal next to him, you would have stepped in his piss if you weren't looking as well. And and then literally, so I saw it happen, right? And I was just like, what the F? I turned around. And then when I, and then, like, a couple seconds later, he just finished up, flushed, and just walked out as if he didn't just piss all over the floor. And I'm just thinking, like, this guy wasn't drunk. He was at a Dream Theater show where you're going to have maybe, like, two Bud Lights and it will cost you $10. And then you're going to just say, yeah, Petrucci was awesome. That was it. That's what you do at a Dream Theater show, you know? And then you, you, know, you walk to the parking lot and, that's, and you go home. And then you'd say, oh, that was really good, you know? But, yeah, he did that. And I'm just thinking, man. What is this guy? What's this guy's bathroom like at home? Because at home it's even harder. Because a urinal helps you out. A urinal has walls everywhere. It's like, dude, you can pee over here. You can pee over here. I'll trickle it down into this cake. You know, the cake will help make it not smell so bad. But if he did that shit at his house, first of all, he probably didn't lift up the all both lids. He probably just lifts up one lid. Second of all, he's probably not even looking that it's even pointing, you know, horizontal. Who knows? Or rather, that it is pointing horizontal when it should be vertical down into the bowl. And I'm just thinking this dude probably has yellow flooring in his kitchen that looks like piss. He can't <laughs> tell the difference. His cat then pisses on his piss. He has a yellow cat. <laughs> yep. The so yellow good. cat. Well, it was a white cat, but it became yellow. And he doesn't even know because he, he also never gives his cat a bath or anything like that. He's just everything in his house is yellow, so he can just piss anywhere and you won't even know yeah i mean i'm sure there are some people that just go wherever they go i mean it would be freeing in a way and think about it if you could stand the smell of urine you could stand the smell of uh feces and you just kind of just went wherever you went um man you'd get a lot of time back because you could be multitasking you know Mm. I don't know, just just some food for thought. But yeah, um, <clears throat> going back, so so uh, a band like who is touring and is like a <laughs> going back from not piss. Going back from not piss. So so um, Townsend probably like any band that size that or that with that popularity probably makes like twenty to forty grand a show and has to distribute that between a lot of people, but. Here's the thing, though, too. He probably, Devin Townsend probably has to take a dump in Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, because I know those two are buses. You can't empty, you can't do the deed, the second deed in them. So think about it. How fucking awesome would that be if you're just getting a fucking coffee and a glazed donut, and then you look over, and then Devin Townsend just gets out of the bathroom, and he's like, no one going there. 
I mean, because you know that's what he would say. Yeah, probably. But um, but yeah, the the huge, the biggest touring bands, they they make at least like fucking people who do stadium tours. Um, they. Oh yeah, but they, that's they, the one percent, dude. They, oh yeah, Garth Brooks, fucking yeah, Garth Brooks. Dude, he probably makes like two million, literally two million to five million on just tickets, depending on where he's playing. Plus, like, if everyone has one beer. Can you imagine? I would, I would get, see. I don't even know that many Garth Brooks songs at all, and I think he's kind of creepy in a hilarious way. I would go. I would enjoy the shit out of a Garth Brooks show, probably. You know, <laughs> get someone's like Southern grandma in front of me, and we'd just be vibing. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna ride it up against her, but I mean, you know, if the lights are kind of dark, you know, who knows what might happen? You know, yeah. so Garth Brooks, dude. Or like, who's that other guy? The guy that like he drives a, a fucking Silverado on stage, like onto the stage. Oh, dude, um, I, I'm all of them now. <laughs> Which they're they're in, dude, they're interchangeable. Like they're all the fucking same. I mean, you gotta admit that's where country beats metal because Judas Priest, right? Rob Halford drives on with a motorcycle. Okay, that's cool. Oh, a motorcycle. You know, the Hell's Angels and the is, are you know impressed. The gay bikers are like. You know, get me up on that hog, but fucking the other guy whose name I'm blanking on drives a fucking truck on stage and it's got truck nuts, he's got flames. <laughs> like you know balls in the back. Yeah. Like you think um, his truck wouldn't have balls, dude? Well, you think his truck's just like a little neutered, you know? No. Are you talking about it's, Jake J is it Jake Owen? Is it that guy? The fucking the No, guy? I uh, she thinks my tractor's sexy. Kenny Chesney, dude. Oh, that's yeah, what I yeah. <laughs> They're all the same. See, At you know what I'm also jealous about? I can't wear a cowboy hat around here because people, if they see you in a cowboy hat, no one around here is going to take you seriously, and it sucks. <laughs> I've never, you know? I've, I've, the only time I ever even see people wearing a cowboy hat in public is down south or at goodwill i don't think i've worn a real cowboy hat i think i've worn like costume ones yeah because like why would you i mean i don't know i i've seen people wear them dude i don't know why they wear them around here but i've seen it we know people who we're not naming right now who have (laughs) worn funky cowboy hats and i just don't i mean i think it is a ballsy move like, think about it. Could you imagine right now if I, if you went online, got like what is consi- research, what's considered a good brand of cowboy hat, right? You know, probably three hundred dollars minimum is how much that would cost. Probably, uh, but you like, ordered it, and then you walked into a bar in Ohio. Could you do it? Would you do it? Yes, because and how turned on would every woman around you be? I think it depends on what else you're wearing. Like, I feel like you have to be an, you need to be an old guy, and <laughs> I don't know. You just have to have. It just has to look right. Like, if you're not, you have to be able to say "darling" in a <laughs> way that doesn't sound creepy. See, I can't say it, "darling." Ugh, shut the fuck up, darling. Yeah. It, it, yeah, no. It, but it, it has to fit your personality, and it has to fit everything else you're wearing. Like, you, you can't just go out in a t-shirt with a cowboy hat on unless you're also 
like driving a truck and wearing boots or something. Like it, it's just you can't. It, it has to match other things. I mean, you have to have pointy ass boots. You have to have Levi jeans that ain't nothing fancy. And then you have to have a shirt that has like a weird frilly hey dude pattern. I don't know what that would be, but it's a hey dude pattern. But right. I think it's something else though too. Your face, like the angles of your face, just need to look like they're a little bit racist. <laughs> not 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 you're not going nuts. You're not doing you know. But it needs like, to look like you know. You're gonna make an off-color joke that you should have apologized for, but you're gonna laugh it off instead, and then offer to buy the person a beer, and then they're not gonna accept it because you were rude, and then. You're going to be like, what's going, what's happening to the places these days? And I didn't do a good impression because I'm not very country. But that's, you know what I'm saying. Dude, what, we're, uh, it's weird living in a place where people have that accent <laughs> now because, you know, like back home, absolutely nobody has that. I'm actually thing. jealous because I would like that accent because I feel that my normal speaking voice just sounds stupid and pretentious. I want that little bit of country charm to bring me back to reality you know where you sit you end your words like e, e, yeah yeah e, mm, you know? well you like know? people it like it depending on where you are i mean our voices can sound really fucking stupid or like where we're from like when people are doing like a stupid person impression it's a lot of the time it's like with the southern accent yeah but think about it so you know how stupid some British people sound? I mean, some British people sound awesome. Stephen Fry, he sounds effing awesome. But then there's other ones that just sound like, oh, my, me balls, me balls, you know. They sound like idiots. That's how I think I sound, but in a dorkier way. So I think I sound more like the Paddington Bear. Mommy, I don't want to go to the grocery store without my hat, my Paddington Bear, mommy. That's how I think I sound to a cool Southern guy. Yeah. I think, and, he, and he's cool about it. He's like, hey, man, that's how they talk, you know? That's how they talk. It's okay with me. But he's secretly just like, what is, they think of me as a yapping chihuahua is how I, I feel I'm being perceived. So long story short, I hope in a few years you start to have a little bit of a Midwestern, you know, hoop-de-doo in there. I kind of started saying y'all. Like I, I've said y'all a few times, and I usually never ever say that. Fuck, I'm so. jealous. Okay, I'm jealous because there's someone that I work with who says y'all a lot, and it's extremely charming when they say it. And I just want to start incorporating it because, especially when I'm talking technical lingo, you know. And if I could be like, you know, oh yeah, we have to set the isolation level, y'all. It just you know brings it back home. I just feel like I'm gonna have some home fries, some. Piggly Wiggly, you know. So you're saying y'all? Like you're dropping the y'all? I mean, kind of. I mean, I think maybe it's just laziness and it's like I'm just combining two words. But when but, you hear... But when why enough... isn't y'all a word? Why do we have to say you all? Why can't we just say oh, y'all? Yeah, I know. Because it's like there are words that we have that are combined. Like your, like you are, obviously. So yeah, y'all could make sense. It's just... I don't know. It's just not common. Like another thing, people people call soda pop out here, and like I can't get behind that. I'm, I I have to call it. You know what I mean? Like there's just certain shit, um, just different uh, like 
different words that people use for shit. And I don't know. I don't think I'm Pop ever goes gonna... the weasel, bitch. Exactly. What if you're having flat soda? I mean, flat soda sucks, but you know they drink a lot of flat soda in Ohio. I'll tell you why. In Ohio, I guarantee they buy a lot of those two liters and let them sit in their fridge for a while and get flat. Am uh, I right about that? Dude, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though. Like, I don't know if you're, you were like a soda drinking family, but I, I was. I, I was. When I was a kid, I was, yeah. And of course, the parents buy like the two liter because it's way cheaper. But and they it's just the fucking shitty Sam's Club soda. Yep. But like you know, they just let that thing stay in the fridge for months, and it oh, is yeah. flat as piss. I mean, I still do drink that shit, but I've been drinking water more recently. Well, that's and good. it is bizarre, but also good. No, I mean it's right. The thing is, you know, Joe Rogan says water's delicious. Why the fuck do you need every drink to be a fucking taste explosion? Water is basic. It does what it needs to do. Yeah, but it's just it's taken a while to get into it for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, that's why I I don't really like it either. But I I carbonated and I put like fruit in it, like lemon juice and shit. So it's uh, I like that. But I don't know, dude. You know what? <laughs> when I was a kid, I didn't realize like how much of a poor person thing this was but you know those <laughs> the, those juice things that look like grenades yes with like the with like the yep <laughs> with with like the um the tin foil tops and you have to peel it off i realized I like do. that was like if you had that when you were a kid like if if that's what you were drinking you were like completely poor as fuck and you know I, why i think it's just the a shittier grocery store in town would have those. So whatever was the shittier grocery store, you know, for me it was Shaw's was the shittier one, and like Stop and Shop was the better one. Hmm. Yeah, my mom would buy that shit. She'd just buy like cases of <laughs> those, and like when you're a kid, you have no idea how bad that shit is for you. So you just keep drinking it and drinking it, and it doesn't affect you because you know you're healthy, but. If I had one of those now, I'd probably, like, I'd get heart palpitations and, like, hmm. really, like, I would just feel like shit. Yeah, I mean, they just pop a piss load of sugar in them. A piss load. <laughs> pop a piss load. Oh, yeah. That's my, uh, you know what, that's my, like, message to you all. You know, when life's getting you down, just pop a piss load of your favorite brew. That's good advice. That's good what do you advice. think? I think that's Should great. Should they pop a piss load, Juniper? What about, I mean, what about a shit load? It doesn't, mm, it's not percussive like that. Shit, I'm like, shit, shit, No, pop a piss load. That percussiveness, it's a double tap. Pop a piss load of that good stuff into your mouth. Yeah. No, I'm, I can get down with that. And drink up. <laughs> and really, in this case, for me, it's, you know, it's water. So you know what? I think that's what we will end on. Because water, if you piss out of water, you're going to have a piss out of piss. And it's going to be 
very, very clear. No, it won't be. It would be very yellow. Right? What? If you drink, if you had to drink piss, it would probably be really yellow because it's not hydrating you. It's water minus the shit you need to survive. I don't know. So, I don't know. I don't know anybody who just drinks piss. Yeah, what if it secretly turns into water, but no one's drank enough urine to test it, to test that it actually turns back into water? Actually. But imagine, you could create infinite water that way, and then you know what's going to happen? Some guy's going to discover it, and he's going to be very wealthy because he'll have an infinite water source. He can open a water park and have zero overhead. Well, not zero overhead, but he'll make his money back what like Science. a water park that that like turns everybody's piss into the water <laughs> that yeah. they use? Oh my you're God. encouraged. To, you're encouraged to urinate when you go there. People just think it's oh, it's just a naturalist freeway. You know why do we have to be embarrassed of our waste products? It's all part of being a human. Come to the to you know Ravenclaw's water park <laughs> of, of renewal water park. Because you know, and you know what I'll do? I'll have a uh, an Arizona iced tea stand. Because you know, which you fucking chug an Arizona iced tea, and you will have infinite piss, which means infinite water. Or so the theory goes. Fuck yeah. Science is pretty cool. Science is pretty cool. Yeah, it's all right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a astro scientist myself, so. All right. Any last science for us, Juniper? No, you don't have enough science? It's okay, because you know what? I need you in the lab. In the lab? Testing. Well, there's some other secret stuff with the piss thing. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, oh, boy. All right, so this has been longer than an hour of doom, but here's the thing, right? There were probably a few moments of light in there where things weren't as doom and gloom. So you like, we're, as I established last episode, if you were listening, okay, so I established, you can have two hours, but as long as there's an hour of doom, we're giving you what we told you we were going to give, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're in the house of doom, whether it's one hour or two hours, but there's at least one hour, at least one hour of doom, so. Yeah. All right, Juniper, I think the hour grows late and we need to kick out our guests. But All right, we're closing the, the gates. The clock will strike once more and we will en- they will enter. And I think next time, the, the new rule is going to be if you go to the House of Doom, you can just go wherever you want mm. to the bathroom, that is. So, all right. What should we what should we encourage our listeners to uh to reach out to us about any like potential topics or or anything anything you can think of? I mean, the thing is at this point, any level of feedback whatsoever would be amazing because the level of feedback I've received is probably about 7 pity likes <laughs> from you know, 7% of my Facebook friends and Maybe one person saying they listened. Two, okay. I think. So if you say, if you say, hey, 
that piss bit was literally the worst, most of funny thing I've ever heard, then I'll probably just say some stupid thing about, well, better a piss bit than a fit bit or something. Extremely bad. So you'll get something if you say anything to us of any kind. But yeah, I mean, we've got the Facebook. We're on all the podcast things, I think. And I've got old phones doing their hello moto at me. So I think it's time to go. But yeah, yeah right. thanks for listening. If you've made it this far, holy. But, yeah. you know, good on you, mate. Good yeah, on good you, job. mate. Yeah, all right. You have a good one. Yeah, we need a sign off. I don't know, you know. Till next time. <laughs> we are closing the gates to the And then, like, a sound effect. There we go. Get that cat pal, go home. I don't care if you're drunk, go home. Yeah. All right, peace.